What are the things that matter? It's love and family and home and gratitude and giving thanks and, you know, just all the things that don't cost anything. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's American Whiskies, and by Heaven Hill Brands. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. It's the holiday season and I have the Queen of Christmas as my guest today. That's right, the Queen of Christmas music, not the Queen of Christmas. The Queen of Christmas music, Elizabeth Chan. You've listened to her music and you just don't know it. Everywhere you go, her music's playing during the holiday season. She's done 10 albums on Christmas music and she loves it. You're going to hear about that and why. And also... She picked a surprise winner of uh, the whiskey that I sent, but it's also her first time in five years to drink, so you're going to learn about that here more very soon. Now, you all, I uh, mentioned last week that I am doing a fundraiser to benefit the uh, victims of the uh, tornadoes here in Kentucky. And the Kentucky Bourbon Benefit is a partnership between uh, me, uh, the Kentucky Distillers Association, and the Bourbon Crusaders with our auctioneer, Bill Minish, and retailer, Westport Whiskey and Wine. Uh, And of course, all the incredible members of the Kentucky Distillers Association, as well as uh, Buffalo Trace and uh, distilleries like Smoke Wagon um, and Detling all across the, U- the United States. Everyone's chipping in. Everyone's donating something or a lot of people are donating something. So go to KYBourbonBenefit.com. That's KYBourbonBenefit.com. Bid early, bid often. And this auction uh, closes on December 21st. So make sure that you do what you can to get in there and help raise some money. Now, if you just want to click the donate button in there for like how much money you want to donate, knock it out. Knock it out. You can do that and uh, you don't even have to, to bid on anything. You can just give give the money to the, the Team Western Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund. Every single dime will be going to the victims of these tornadoes. So be make, be mindful of that, that what you are doing here is going to make a big difference. So don't, don't be thinking about, uh, is this bottle really worth $5,000? Just be thinking about how much that $5,000 is going to mean to a family. But uh, I can't wait to see uh, where everything ends uh, with this auction. But I appreciate all of your support. Now, Elizabeth Chan is an absolute hoot. You're going to love this conversation. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. If you're a Christmas fan like I am, then this one will feel very special. So enjoy. But first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste 
of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. Hey guys, Michael Malice here. Be sure to check out my weekly podcast, You're Welcome with Michael Malice, now on Podcast One. You might know me from my terrible Twitter, my horrible books, or the nonsense I spout on podcasts like Rogan and Glenn Beck. It's all there. Are you black-pilled or white-pilled for the future of the UK? What is a man? <laughs> what is a man? What is a no? I, what is the, I, are you white pilled or black pilled? No seriousness, girl. No, 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 I love the Jesse Lee piece of question. <laughs> the fact that you discovered that gives me hope for some of the things that I've still got that are missing. Well, if you need James G. Blaine's autograph, you are welcome to it. Of course, being the co-author of How to Have Impossible Conversations makes you the perfect guest for this train wreck of a show. Uh, I, <laughs> new episodes are available every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts. You are welcome. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Heaven Hill Distillery has been lifting America's spirit since 1935. They celebrate American whiskey's rich traditions, guide its evolution, and champion its exciting future. For Heaven Hill, whiskey is more than a profession. It's a personal passion that is poured into every bottle shared with newcomers and aficionados alike. So whether you enjoy the simple pleasure of Evan Williams bottled in bond or savor the uniquely satisfying experience of a rare single barrel bourbon like Elijah Craig, 18 year old, you'll find a home at Heaven Hill. If you want to learn more about the craft and techniques of making quality American whiskey, check out educational resources and sign up for their newsletter at heavenhilldistillery.com. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Cheers. And joining the uh, Fred Minnick show, the the queen of Christmas music, which we're going to get into that in a, in a bit, uh, Elizabeth Chan. How are you doing, Elizabeth? You doing all right? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, I'm glad we can make this work. Uh, I know, uh, you know, this is uh, this is high demand for you this time of year. Like everybody's wanting a little bit of your time. So uh, uh, you know it, yeah. But I'm 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 honored. And you know, I was actually saying uh, to my friends, like it's been a minute 
since I've had an actual drink. And so I, I was waiting to figure out when an actual drink would happen. And here you are. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it, this was this for like, you know, you were just like, you know, to stop drinking wine, beer, alcohol in general, or, you know, uh, like yeah, usually honestly, people like stop drinking and it's like because they trying to lose weight or trying to be healthy or something like that. No, I was just trying to have babies. So oh, when yeah. I was yeah. pregnant with my first uh, daughter is when I literally stopped drinking. And mm -hmm. then, um, then I just was nursing and then I had another baby and here we are fast forward to almost five years later, no real drink. I had one beer in like, <laughs> I had one beer in the last like five, almost five years. So wow. yeah, that's, um, but I was waiting for this moment because truth be told, I am primarily a scotch drinker. Okay. So Just I haven't had uh, one in five years. No, I yeah. haven't had one in yeah. five years in my, <laughs> Actually, in my neighborhood, um, there's this bar. It's my favorite bar. It's called the Brandy Library. And that oh, yeah, like yeah. I love that place. That's yeah, like my, my friend owns place. that. My friend oh, owns really? that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Flavian, yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. So, you're, you're in Tribeca then? Yeah, I am. I'm in uh, Tribeca, uh, in the Tribeca. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah my, I was. It's my. I, I, I know that area very well. Very well. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, I was just, I was just in New York. Um, I, I did didn't make it over there, but I usually do make a stop to the Brandy Library. Next time you're in town, let's let's do a tasting on me. You can have all the ones that taste like tires. I'm not into those. I hate well, those ones. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, we're uh, I, I sent you I sent you some some things that were to me like you know have a Christmas music connection to it. So oh, cool. Um. Well, maybe not this one. This is Pursuit United. This is a, this is, uh, actually, this is blended by uh, my partners on another podcast called Bourbon Pursuit, and uh, it's a rye whiskey. Cool. I sent you ZZ Tops whiskey uh, from Balconis right here. Voila. And so, that is, uh, they, uh, Billy Gibbons has a Christmas song out. And actually, he granted me a license to play on my podcast. So, and I then I very sent like you... Price is Righty right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And of course, these are samples that I sent to you. You know, that I just sent from the the bottle. Uh, uh, those are not available for sale or anything, but these bottles are. And this I sent you. Elvis Elvis has a whiskey, and I didn't know that. And he signed okay. it on the back, apparently. So he's they've uh, tricky licensed. Elvis doing know, things right? in the afterlife. And <laughs> uh, it's the estate is doing what estates do, eh? making whiskey of Elvis. Ho ho ho! Uh, and then uh, two ninety one Colorado whiskey. Yeah. So I've had trouble opening this one, so I uh, just we we foamed it up. <laughs> We foamed it up where you can't where you can't get into it. So, I think you know. I think let's go ahead. We we have to have the talk here. So since it's been five years, I yeah. get a little, I got I get a little nervous. And when someone hasn't had a drink in five years, and I'm like, I'm wondering. You should. Yeah. You should be nervous. I'm like. I'm nervous. I mean. I have, like I have all this water here. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, I don't want her to like pass out on me or like, you know, no, blame no. me tomorrow when she has a headache, you know? No, no, I will. I, I'm all headaches from this day forward are blamed on my children. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I can blame my for my kids. I can blame uh, all my gray hairs. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely. And like, and people, I was just having this conversation today. The people who have kids, like what they complain about, the, the people who don't have kids, what they complain about is just like, you, you just need to have kids so you can have something real to complain about. You know? Yeah, like I haven't had a drink in five years. Like <laughs> this is a major complaint. But it's not that I didn't try. Like I literally have champagne that people have given me for New Year's mm-hmm. for me to drink, thinking that would be like my first drink of the year with the best of intentions. But as a parent, I am asleep by ten. <laughs> like the ball yeah. drops. This is parent life. You know what I mean? And yeah. this is, and then it's and and it's 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 not that I don't try to drink because I have like all of this well-intentioned alcohol meant to consume. Just right. never get a chance to do it because kids just suck time from your life and in in the best way possible. Like I'm yes. not, I am not complaining at all. I'm just and, I'm just saying I'm just keeping it real. You know. And when our kids watch this 10, 20 years from now, we we love you. <laughs> we really do. Just- yeah. You do, but uh, all right. So you've you've thought this through. You've thought this through. You knew this moment was going to come. We are you. Do you think you're okay to drink all four? To sip all yeah. four, rather. Okay. Sure. All right. So let's start. Let's start with the Pursuit United. Okay. I even had these. I'm so excited because I've. I also have these like glasses that I haven't used in years that I'm oh, so wow. excited That's to use. Very nice glass. <laughs> Very excited to use them. All right, let's do this. Oh my god! So <laughs> I'm really, I'm actually pretty nervous. Okay. So you, you got, you did the pour. You can smell it in the air. Wait. I'm, so I'm, this I'm is a. How much this, do you? How much do you pour? How much do you have? Uh, just, like, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that, okay yeah, that's I'm, plenty. Okay. Good. So we begin the process by looking at the color. You know, so when this one in the barrel, it was clears the water from your tap, you know. So, every day it's in the barrel, it's moving in and out of, uh, of the wood, extracting all that color. And then uh, you smell it. And when you smell, when you smell uh, whiskey, you want to smell with your mouth open. So, just kind of have your mouth open a little bit, kind of go back and forth. You can uh, definitely... Tell you know one nose will work one part of the nose will work better than the other. You'll you you'll pick up more on one side than the other, and it's just kind of like a back and forth. You know, go from side to side. Thank you for teaching me how to drink again, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a lot. I'm having the best time already. I didn't even have a drink yet. <laughs> well, this is this is gonna be a great episode. I can just tell right now. And this is this is smelling really good. Yeah. It's delicious smelling. This is this is this is smelling like a sugar cane. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we, and then when we taste, now this is a uh, hundred and eight proof, so we're not kicking it back like at a fraternity party. Uh, so put a little bit on your tongue, kind of feel it walk back, feel it on the tip, middle, and the back. Wait a second. This is 108. Why are we starting with this one? Shouldn't we be starting with Elvis's? It's like 90 and like work our way up. Or are we well, just going I'm like about, straight? I'm about, I'm about flavor over proof. Oh, okay. 
Got and it. I just I want to make sure that we uh, uh, we get the flavor here. And right, uh, this this is a honestly that's a good point. I probably should have started with the lower proof. Do you want to you want to skip this one and go to the lower proof? No. I'm just feeling like I'm not ready for Elvis yet. Like Elvis is like I don't know if I'm ready to have a conversation about Elvis. <laughs> okay. I need I need I, a couple I, I need a couple that. in me, Elizabeth, before okay. I can start talking about the the king. I, I, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> should I have made uh, peanut butter and banana sandwiches? Like, should I? Should I? I would, no one sent me a note about that. About I mean, I some peanut was, butter and jelly. Are you smelling peanut minute. butter? No, no. I meant for, I meant for the Elvis. For the Elvis. Oh right. <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you, you got do you have kids? Because I have kids, and that's what they eat. <laughs> uh, we're PB and J. We're PB and J. Except, except when we go, we take them to school. Like, you know, you oh, can't yeah. have peanuts anywhere. I mean, Oscar, my oldest, actually saw a kid, like, get an EpiPen and, like, get carted out. I mean, food allergies are no joke when they're kids. No. no. All right. Okay. Here we go. That's really good. That is really good. It's a blend, right? Mm-hmm. It's a blend of rye whiskeys. This is very good. Wow. That is tasty. I got to say, uh, so I'm partners with these guys on a, on another podcast, and, you know, I'm not affiliated with their whiskey, but this is excellent. Uh, it's fruity, it's spicy, it's herbly. I would, I would sip that. I am sipping it. I'm, I'm sipping it right now too. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this was the first drink I had in five years. So. So the Pursuit um, United is the first drink you've had in five years. Welcome. The first welcome. real. Okay, I don't, I don't count the beer that I had uh, after making my tenth album, but this, yeah, this yeah. is the first real drink. Yeah. <laughs> wow, ten albums. First of all, what? I mean, that's like. Let me just go ahead and flex right here on camera. Good albums out <laughs> of beer, you know. I mean, wow, that is awesome. How, yeah. So, do you do you sing? Uh, let's let's go let's go into the part about Christmas music, like how you sure. made that how you made that your specialty. Well, I think um, ever since I was a little girl, I've always loved Christmas music. Um, I grew up pretty poor, so. For me, Christmases were never about like all the things that we could have because we didn't have a lot. Mm -hmm. But I always had Christmas music. And so for me, that was really the mark of the season. And that was really the decoration in my house was like turning on the alarm clock radio when uh, the Christmas stations would turn to 100% Christmas music in New York City. And I would just sit there and listen and and sing along and, and, and just love this music. And it was, it was really something that really made me very, very happy as a child. And, and as I grew up, it would always just bring me back to that very pure happiness. So I, you know, something happens when you become an adult and you just be, you just become the person that people expect you to be. You're not necessarily the person that you were meant to be. And I feel like we all work really hard to be, the person that we're expected to be mm -hmm. um, until it breaks us, right? And I think that 
working really hard for other people um, about 10 years ago. Like literally I was the best employee in the world. I would be the first one in the office, the last one to leave, dedicate my whole time and energy into working for other people. And that almost killed me, literally. Like I had shingles, I had a heart arrhythmia. Because when you work so hard to be someone that you're not meant to be, it takes a toll on you, right? physically, mentally, spiritually. And uh, my doctor was pretty much like, you're too young to have this heart attack that's coming. So you got to make a decision. And I had to just really think through my life, what makes me the happiest? What is the thing I've always wanted to accomplish? And for me, that was just writing Christmas music. Like I have notebooks when I was a child of me writing poetry about snowmen and snow and Santa and, and winter things and Christmas. And it's really just something that was always a part of me. You know, I, I grew up um, in a religious household. So even when I would go to church, like I would come back home and make songs out of like the church hymns that I would listen to at church. And so it's just been, it's, it's really a part of, of who I am. You know, it's really just, it's just the person that I was meant to be. And when I finally had the courage to be that person, my life changed. So 10 albums, 10 years later, you know, I, I can safely say that I am the person I am meant to be. And I'm so glad that I finally got to be her because now I am raising my own family and I can recognize, um, you know, what's really important, you know, when, right. when, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's, yeah. that's something that's, that's a very, very important thing to have as a parent. Um, and especially for the generation that comes after us, like, I think we need a little more empathy and compassion to sure. like impart upon them, you know? So yeah, I mean, I agree in, in like Christmas music is, um, it's, it's comforting and it's also about resiliency and, and like caring for one another. And I, I, I love listening to Christmas music. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to admit to listening to it in July, which sometimes we do in our household because my wife loves Christmas music. But uh, in fact, if, if if Hallmark Christmas movies were on year round, she that's all she'd watch. She loved it. <laughs> uh, she sounds like my people. <laughs> yeah, she's totally your audience. In, in fact, I was playing you like I always I always prep uh, for for my uh, interviewees by listening to their music, um, and and I had you on in the house, and she just was like grooving, and uh, <laughs> she she loved your music and. And I was at SiriusXM. I was like, you know, we were talking about Christmas music. I was like, it's like you need to be talking to Elizabeth Chan. Like this, she is the queen of Christmas music. And and I knew that was kind of like your tagline, but I said it without even thinking about your tagline. So it's kind of it's kind of cool that you have that as a tagline, and it's legit. It's not. You know? It's actually not. <clears throat> I didn't give. That's not my tagline. That was literally something that was given to me after my third second or third hit at oh, radio wow. when when radio programmers just recognized like you always call the artist that's most prolific in a certain genre the king or the queen of blank right jazz right. soul pop and so for me i i acquired that after the third year these radio programmers would look at me mm -hmm. and be like you're back again with more christmas music how much christmas music do you write and it's you know i only get one shot like in uh, every year to present one song. But the truth is, is that I have 
a thousand Christmas songs. I have wow. albums for a lifetime, but um, I can only choose one. You know what I mean? Like I only have the ability to like have one shot every year, you know? So, well, so mean, anytime. I think, I think there's a market that you could do it year round. I mean, I really do. And like, in, in like, there's uh, it, it's, it's a wonderful debate um, when you should start listening to Christmas music. And I was talking to John Oates about this uh, last year and he's like, you know, whenever you're ready. And uh, he's like, and that was, but he was just like, personally, I don't I just like, I like to wait till it's the season, but. Uh, well, that, that's my tagline is Christmas every day. Cause yeah. I, I truly believe, and I'm, I'm constantly writing and inspired by this idea that it's kind of a silly idea. If you think about it, like we all just give ourselves the Christmas season to mm -hmm. impart gratitude and kindness and the season of giving and the reason for the season and thinking about all the things that, you know, we should be thinking about all year round. Like I challenge everybody to live in the Christmas spirit all year round. You don't have to wear an ugly Christmas sweater all year round. It's not about being kitschy or having an elf on the shelf all year round. It's about if you had nothing like I did growing up, what are the things that matter? It's love and family and home and gratitude and giving thanks. And, you know, just all the things that don't cost anything, but right. are so valuable is really what I'm about. I, that's my tagline is living Christmas every day is like literally my mantra, you know, like how can I impart to the world that you don't have to just wait for Christmas to be in the spirit, you know? So. I like it. I like it a lot. And we're going to go to the Balconis now, uh, the ZZ Top Trace Ombres. Gosh! Da, da, da. And the reason why I picked this is uh, Billy Gibbons, um, you know, the lead singer for ZZ, you know, they uh, he just did a, a Christmas release. Jingle can't Bell. drink this! Jingle Bell Blues. You can't <laughs> open it? Is it too Is it too hard to open? Is it on there too good? Uh-oh. All right. Can't drink. Uh, am, I the only, uh, uh, am I the only interviewee that can't open the bottle? I mean, I think that's happened once or twice before. You Do this. Tap it. Tap it a little bit against the, against the hard surface. Don't break it. Don't, all right, now. I might have loosened it up a little bit. Yes! Yeah, there you go. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to pull out your... <laughs> I mean, like... Fortunately, I'm so excited! I'm not, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not wearing <laughs> headphones, so... Uh, did not blow my ears out that time. Woohoo! That worked. Okay. And so, this is a Texas whiskey. And they are... Uh, Balconis is really known for doing uh, uh, malts. So, they do... Uh, uh, malted uh, whiskey. So this, but this is basically from corn, barley, and rye. Nice. Have you listened to uh, Billy Gibbons' uh, Jingle Bell Blues? I have not. not Gotta yet. check it out. Do you do you go in and listen to uh, other artists and like critique their uh, Christmassy style? I. Always listen to new Christmas music. I listen to new Christmas music all year round, and I like to know 
what other radio programmers are playing around the country. And yeah, I, I definitely do. I don't critique because I think that everybody has a right to making the noise that they want in music right. in general. Um, everybody has a message. Everybody has, it's art, right? So mm -hmm. I'm just happy that people create new Christmas music. So I welcome all new Christmas music. But it's yes. a, there's a lot of Christmas music out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like I mean, just like Jingle Bell Rock, just I mean, it has a lot of um, a lot of different editions of it. Uh, you know, I heard um, uh, I, I can't remember what we listened to last night, but it was one of those uh, classic. I mean, it might have been like Noel. I think it was Noel, and it was like the artist just it, it. They they put a country. It was it was Luke Bryan, I think. And he did a, like a country kind of version to it. I never heard um, that um, that style on on the song, and it was and it was like if you love country, it's going to be the greatest version of it ever. If you don't like country, yeah, you probably you know turn to the next station. But I love I love all versions of any Noel song because that's my daughter's name, Noel. I named her. Yeah. So every time she hears it on the radio, she gets very excited. She's like, that's me. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Um, I love that. But it's, I actually record a lot of my uh, my music in Nashville. So oh, nice. I have a, yeah. So I, 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 I love just going to different cities, and I have different teams based in Nashville and New York mostly. Mm -hmm. But um, – you know, I try to record in Nashville every year, although the pandemic kind of stopped that sure. for the last year or so. But I, but, I mean, really that's where that's where that. all the talent is for recording. You know, I mean, they just that's where the where the A-listers are now. They're not they're not as much in uh, um, L.A. as they are in Nashville. So no. And a lot of a lot of people that I worked with, like engineers and musicians, they've made the migration yeah. down to Nashville. I everyone's like, Elizabeth, you should move to Nashville or L.A. But I feel for Christmas music, New York City is really the Christmas capital yeah. of the country. And yeah. I, I, I it's where I'm inspired and I could never imagine Leave. I'm a born and raised New Yorker also. Mm -hmm. So like the history of Christmas music that I'm adding to is very important for me to stay here, you know? So I would say I went to, uh, I was in Trieste, uh, Italy, uh, which is in Northern Italy, um, you know, a decade ago during Christmas. And it was the only place I'd ever seen that, you know, took Christmas the, as seriously as New York did. And, and Trieste is not really a known city outside of those in italy uh but it's uh it it i was i was taken aback there but there's nothing like a new york christmas like we took yeah. when oscar was three i think we flew up there and took him to santa in uh rockefeller center uh and it was just it was magical it was just magical yeah. of course you got the skate skating rink there and and you know and i and i hate that our country is like so divided in so many ways and the Christmas tree gets, gets beaten up from time to time. The Fox news one just got burned down. I was, I was, my hotel was right across the street from where that happened. I didn't know anything about it. The next day I go, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And they're like moving it, replacing it. I got some photos of it, but it just, um, it just seems like every year for the past like decade, 
someone's getting in someone's getting offended by a starbucks cup or there's a war on christmas or this or that i was just like can't we just like get to the meaning of it you know let's have some yeah it's um it's it's definitely um it's definitely the the motivation behind why i'm so resolutely a christmas artist i feel Mm -hmm. like i have a special ability to bring people Mm -hmm. together in a way that no other musician can like i literally have fans all over the world and i think you know at first when i started um in christmas music people would say to me and this is kind of nasty they would be like oh what does an asian american what does an asian woman know about christmas music and i'll tell you i'm half filipino and nobody in this world loves christmas music as much as the filipinos because they listen to christmas music from september until january so and i didn't even realize that because i'm more of an american girl than I am any of anything else. I was born and raised here. But I I, I tell you, like, it's the most humbling, astounding thing in the world to know that I have massive amount of fans all over the world, like in Latin America, Mm -hmm. in Scandinavia, in in China, in the Philippines, in the United States. And it's, and I, I can bring people together in a way that like people, artists can't, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I have that ability with through Christmas music, which is very special, you know? And I think, I, I do think about that a lot. And, and especially since now I have children and I, I think about what their world is gonna look like and what I wanna help their world be more like. Mm-hmm. And then, and I think that there should be less um, strife, you know? And I think we should come together more, you know? We're, yeah. we're all humans at the end of the day. You even, know, uh, I, I don't know even- why- why we don't even, why don't, no, go ahead. No, I just, I just don't, I don't understand. And I don't appreciate why we can't just understand that we're all just humans on this earth <clears throat> at the same time. Like, let's just celebrate that because it's not going to last forever. And we have a lot more in common than we think, you know? So yeah. I just, it, it, I agree. I agree. Um, and you know there there's stories of like uh, of wartime, you know, uh, opposing sides like taking a break to kind of celebrate Christmas, uh, and then you know the next day they go back to killing each other. But you know, yeah. there is there is this uh, there is this silent night, right? Is that uh, they're silent? No, what, what that there was uh, a yeah, there was a movie about that. There's been some books on it and from World War One. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was an awful war, but. All wars are awful, but something really bad about World One. But um, um, anyway, I, I just you know I, I I appreciate I appreciate what you're doing because it is a it is a spirit uh, that needs to be carried on and and you know my kids uh, you kind of relive you, you kind of you just change when you have kids and you change through their eyes and you know. We went to a distillery here called Buffalo Trace uh, last night that have uh, Christmas lights everywhere, and they have Santas like rolling barrels of bourbon, things like that, <laughs> and um, and Santa was there. You know, Santa was there. He gave my boys candy canes, and and it was like, you know, like that night last night hung the moon for him, and it was like that is what Christmas is about. You know, I started, I started Christmas music, um, without children. 
And so the perspective of my understanding of Christmas was still as a child or, you know, as my, my family's child. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was very philosophical about, you know, the, the season and what it, it meant to me as an adult when you don't want to ask Santa for anything anymore. What does Christmas mean to you? And what are the special things? Right. So I had time to reflect on that. But let me tell you, when I became a mother and suddenly my connection with the season was put into perspective, right? Like I, I think about like we're celebrating the birth of Jesus, even though my, my music isn't really non-secular, like it's, it's really meant to not be religious at all. But like, I really thought about that. I really thought about the perspective that I have as like a mother having children and what that means in general and how it's a time to celebrate family. And so like my, my songs evolved naturally, you know, right. and, and I think that that's the most exciting part about the holiday to your point about seeing it through your children's eyes is that like, I am experiencing Christmas for the first time again, where I hadn't seen things in, in, in this way since I was a child and I have forgotten, you know, like it's astounding and it's, it's so special and precious. I feel very lucky that I've made this my job. So like, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty fantastic. To you're just, making a living off Christmas music. It's awesome. Uh, you know, you yeah, brought I up mean, something. Yeah. You brought up something there that last night, you know, we were listening to the Hallmark channel on the way back. And, uh, one of the, um, uh, one of the musicians or actors, uh, who was, you know, doing the reads in between songs said something about like, you know, this is about the birth of, uh, Jesus Christ. And, and we both looked at each other like, how it's so rare you hear that, and and it's like it it is it is Christmas is a Christian holiday, and year by year it's just it's feeling it's more secular every every year. Uh, but you no, know, it, 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 I it's, I struggle with that right yeah. because I I literally am I I'm I was raised Catholic so. Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely part of who I am. I'm half Chinese, half Filipino. My godparents were Greek and Italian. Like I went to Quaker school. I have a very, a lot of my friends are Jewish. Like I have a very um, strong respect for faith of all sorts. Mm -hmm. um, but it's true. It is, it is a part of, you know, Christianity that I feel in the monetization of, Christmas music it's glossed over you know what I mean and, yeah. and and I understand that because you don't want to leave anyone out either right like I think about that a lot like I people are like oh why aren't you a Christian artist since you only do Christmas music but the thing is is that when I don't want to leave people out like my whole my whole goal is to bring people together and once you stake a claim in something people can't relate to you, whether you mean it or not, you're being exclusive. And I, I never want to be that because that's not what Christmas is about. Christmas is about welcoming and being inclusive, no matter your race, your creed, your culture, your, you know, your class, no matter what. And, and, and like, I really do wish that we listen to Christmas music all year round and have this kind of belief because I think that it would make the world better. You know, yeah. I'm afraid that we're, I'm afraid that we're worried about the wrong things. You know, I'm afraid that 
even in my contemporaries that I compete with for Christmas music, I worry that they're singing about the wrong things. Well, what, are, when, what are some of those wrong things that you think, you know, might be? There's one, there's a song that there's a lyric that includes the phrase, like a hole in my head within the first 20 seconds of this Christmas song, right? Mm -hmm. This Christmas song. And you should never, there are certain phrases that you should just never have in a Christmas mm -hmm. song. And I believe that that's one of them. In this day and age where we have school shootings, in this day and age where like, we should not be cavalier about that during a time right. when we should bring people together. We should not try to monetize cancel culture in Christmas music. I don't believe in that. I think it's disgusting. And yet people are doing that. And I don't, I don't appreciate it because you are bastardizing Christmas mm -hmm. for monetary gain. And that's not cool. You know what I mean? That, and I, I, I do this in a very different way than most Christmas artists. I do this knowing that if I do my job right, in a hundred years when I'm gone, when I'm dead, if I do my job right, I will leave behind a Christmas song. You won't even remember me. You'll just remember the song, like we remember mm -hmm. Jingle Bells, yeah. Like we we remember, like re like we remember Silent Night. Like that's my goal here, and 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 the reason why I take it so seriously is because we're all just humans sharing this earth in a certain time frame, but I can relate to the humans that came before us, like hundreds of years ago, through this music. That's what makes Christmas music really special, you know. So I take it very I take it very personally writing Christmas music and sharing it, it's a responsibility. You know, it's not just a fluke. It's not just the livelihood. It's my calling, you know? So. Yeah. And that, honestly, and, it, and it's not because we're moving to the next whiskey, but I think that's a great segue <laughs> to Elvis. Like that's how Elvis treated, you know, music. He thought of his stuff as like being a, uh, a responsibility to his fans. Right. Okay. Elvis. Tiger Man. Do, do you have Do you have a favorite Elvis song? Um, I like blue suede shoes. I also like Blue Christmas. I don't know why blue. I and it a just blue. came to me right now, like blue. <laughs> a blue. You do a good Elvis. I do. I do a mediocre Elvis, but um, here. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he could. He was he could only work in his time frame. I I don't think he could work at any other point. Like his voice was too too Elvisy. There's not there hasn't <laughs> been a there hasn't been a voice a since you know like that. Well, uh, well, if you ever said that to my dad, he would disagree because my dad likes to sing like Elvis. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he gets tons of impersonators. You know. Yeah, of course. This is this is also delicious. This is very pungent. For I'm just smelling it, and it has uh, a. I can't taste anything anymore. I haven't had any of these, and like <laughs> I haven't had a whiskey in five years. You made me start with the 108 proof. I think that's my favorite one. The pursuit is my favorite one so far. All right. Was I supposed to say that, or was I supposed to be like Switzerland with all of no, these? No, drinks? no, no, no. <laughs> You say whatever you feel here on the Fred Minnick show. We're uh, we're accepting all uh, all opinions. 
I like the blended blended whiskey because we're bringing many whiskeys together. Yeah. And I can relate to that as a Christmas artist who brings many different people together. Okay. <laughs> so that's my favorite one. And it's 108 proof and eight is a very lucky number. So. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you, I'm going to go easy on you. I'm not going to, we're not going to crack open the 291. And okay. so we'll just, um, and reason being, you haven't sipped in five years. You know, I'll let you just kind of like warm up to the uh, Pursuit United there and just kind of keep sipping. Wait, what? Like, what What proof is this? What proof it's, is this? It's 101. I think it's the one that you should have. It should be 101.7 proof. Oh. But you'll see it on, you'll see it on the bottle. You want to crack it open? You want to keep going? No. Yeah. See, I mean, <laughs> I, I just, I just had this sense, you know, like, you know. <laughs> I just had this sense, like I just, you're a very smart guy. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I I do drink for a living, so. But uh, uh, so, so what? Do I what, today. <laughs> what? What is? What are? Let's go. Let's go with a top five. Uh, top five uh, Christmas songs of all time. Oh, I'm Donny Hathaway. This Christmas, I love that one. Um, this is hard for me because I am such a, a fan of Christmas music and I believe that Christmas music are like Christmas lights. You can't just have one. You have to have a string of them. Right. So I guess I should say that Celebrate Me Home, Kenny Loggins is one of my favorites because, ah, um, okay. Yeah. Because I think oh. it, uh, I did, I did a version of Celebrate Me Home last mm -hmm. year, and it was like a top 10 single at radio. But it's a special song because it was not meant to be a Christmas song. Like, all, there are a lot of great Christmas songs that are not meant to be Christmas songs that become them. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely one of them. I think the message is really timeless. Um, what else? I love any Stevie Wonder Christmas song. Oh, Stevie Truly. Wonder was, yeah. Yeah, what was uh, that's the one, the one that was it this is christmas or what what did he do what did he do uh what was the big one he did um that's what christmas means to me yeah that one yeah mm -hmm. oh my god stevie wonder that's a that's the one that i listen to all year round talk about just, an underrated career like i just don't yeah think he, i don't think he gets enough credit mm -mm. it's yeah. definitely one of my favorites um where, where does love, where does white christmas from being crosby rank Where's that one? In my heart, it's a very special song because I like the story behind how he wrote it mm -hmm. and why he wrote it. Um, it's not on my top five, though. I, I don't listen to it okay. all the time. Um, but I, I do appreciate Irving Berlin. And, you know, when I started, he was definitely my idol. And he is what he is who I wanted truly to become. Um, he wrote that song because he was Jewish in the music business. Mm -hmm. He was living in California and that song resonated and, and was written by him to just really speak about how he wanted to be more included and he wanted to feel more at home. Right. So it's a very special song. Um, it gets honorable mention, but it's not a song okay. that I listen to all year round, you know? Sure. All right. Uh, who does the best Jingle Bell Rock? Alessia Cara. 
She oh. has a new one and it's very, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I like it a lot. Okay. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Is that your favorite song? <laughs> I, I like, I love Jingle Bell Rock. I like, you know, I think, you know, Buddy Holly did it. Um, uh, Holland Oates did it. Uh, I, I love that song. Uh, okay. I, I didn't, I don't think you finished your top five. I think I cut you off and just started, you know, throwing stuff um, at you. you were, no I worries. You're, you're, I, I think you're at three or I'm four. all for it. I'm glad you said top five because the question that I hate the most is what's your favorite Christmas song? I hate that question. And I yeah. get asked it like at least a hundred times same, a year. Same with whiskey. And I'm like, you can go check out my ratings. At <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, you're asking the woman that only writes Christmas music. What's your favorite Christmas <laughs> song? You mean not one of my own or like <laughs> one of not my own? Why, as a matter of fact, my new <laughs> single I dropped today is my favorite. You can go download that at Spotify or iTunes. It's, it's, it's such a silly question. It's such a silly, lazy question. But anyways, okay, so I'm on the fourth one. So Karen Carpenter. Um, I love the Carpenters growing up. Yeah. So okay. um, that, like, uh, Merry Christmas, Darling uh, was one of my favorites as a child, even though I think the story itself was too complex for me to truly understand as a child. Um, and I like... Oh, I don't, I can't pick five, but like, I love, um, I love Dan Fogelberg's same old Lang Syne mm -hmm. because the story is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to talk with him about the song. And then I didn't realize that he had passed many years ago. Mm -hmm. and that made me really sad, but it's a true story. And I just, I just love, I love that song so much because that's what, Christmas is when you come home, you know, and, and you revisit aspects of your life that you haven't seen in a while and they hit you in the face. And then you think about Christmas and like you, you think about the wistfulness of seasons gone by. I mean, that's a very beautiful thing, you know, and then that's, that's the true human experience. I mean, my list will change. If you ask me next year, it'll change. If you ask me in two years, it'll change. If you asked me 10 years ago, it was very different. So, <laughs> you know, this is this is the five that I'm, I'm thinking of right now. All right. So, some of the inappropriate songs uh, that are out there. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Where, where do you stand on that one? <laughs> no, don't like that one. <laughs> no, no. But it's not even my least favorite one. Like, I definitely have a least favorite one. So... Oh, well, we're going to get there. Uh, where do you think of the, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas? Uh, I mean, we all like different things, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> uh, it's not and, violent. It's not violent, so it's fine. And, of course, there's there's always these uh, lists that come out. Uh, this one is uh, uh, five Christmas songs that should be banned from the radio. Baby, it's cold outside. That one should be gone. It should be gone. Yeah. Gone. And it actually has been disappearing from the radio charts. And 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 that is so you're you're in the camp that um it's it's offensive and shouldn't be around anymore. No, I'm of the camp that true Christmas music should be timeless and relatable to a human, irrespective of when you are alive. And so mm -hmm. <laughs> like what has worked for uh, human social mores in the past that don't mm -hmm. work now and are um, controversial means that they're no longer timeless. So for me, I'm like, there's way too many Christmas songs to be listened to. And if there's anything that makes people up 
upset or uncomfortable, they automatically should not be Christmas songs. Got it. So this list is from the Houston Chronicle. Uh, that was that was on there. Uh, that was not uh, a fan of uh, the Houston Chronicle. They didn't like it. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas was also on there. Uh, that was actually number one. So a lot of folks not liking. But that. what if you live in a part of the world where a hippopotamus is really a valued item? Like, <laughs> well, I, I think there's just I, I, I think just, there's just been so many like stories about hippopotamuses being like the most dangerous animal on earth that I think people are starting to change their tune about hippopotamuses. Oh, so this um, is from the anti-hippopotami uh, Yeah, club. I mean, there's a whole movement there. Uh, this is a song I've never even heard of, Christmas Shoes. Oh, I yeah. Know, I don't know that song. I like that song. Yeah. It uh, just makes people sad because it, it, it just smacks you in the face that life is short and it makes everybody cry when you listen to it. But I think that that is the mark of a great Christmas song. If it can they, touch you in the heart and 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 make you understand what's important, then they they I want it banned. It. They want it out. Uh, yeah. Santa baby. Yeah, I mean it's okay. It's, a it's okay. Weird. All right. Yeah. Now here's one. I'm shocked that this one's in here. Uh, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus because that's the Jackson Five, and like, you know, for the time yeah. they were together, they were awesome. I like that song, but I can understand why that is a controversial one. So, um, but I, that doesn't mean that I won't play it in my house. I think. Sure. I think the, I thought the whole point was, is that dad was Santa Claus, you know, and, yeah. you know, well, mom could be Santa Claus too, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, let's be honest, like in my house, like I, I, I Santa Claus is real. So Santa is a real person. True. Yep. <laughs> But I could imagine that in some houses, you know, mom would be the project manager for Santa. You know, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Santa Claus LLC yeah. or. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. So uh, what is your least favorite song? Because you said you, you kind of teased it a little earlier and then I kept on the list. So what is that? What is your least favorite Christmas song? In New York City, I think they play this one song a lot. And, and Christmas songs are absolutely regional based on where you live in the country mm -hmm. or in the world. And there's this one song that plays all the time. It's called Dominic the Donkey. Not a fan of that song. But you can bet that once my daughter could pick uh, songs to listen to, that's like my daughter's favorite song. It drives me nuts. She asks me to play the donkey song all day long and I I I am I am I I that's just how life is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love it. I well, I I mean I maybe I should hate the hippopotamus song because I'm not really into the donkey song. So if I'm going to like, you know, beef on animals, I'm at <laughs> equal equal uh, animal uh, hate over here by Elizabeth Chan on Christmas music. <laughs> unless unless it's reindeers, unless they run over grandma. Oh, yeah reindeers running over grandma and then we got a problem so no i just it wasn't even that that, that happened i don't think that it happened like that whole song there's just a lot of i mean we could do a whole like you know uh, law and order svu reindeer edition <laughs> i like it i mean because reindeers you know i mean they got from what from what I've seen in some stuff, I mean, they may have some drug cartels going on. Wait, don't know. listen, Rudolph. Don't yeah. listen, <laughs> don't listen to Fred. 
He doesn't know what he's talking about. You get the whole elf, you know, the underground elf network. I mean, there could be some crazy stuff going on. Um, all right. So, I won't ask you your favorite song that you've done. What I will ask you, however, is your most successful one. Like, what's the most downloaded one, most frequently requested one that you've done? I think, and you know what? Actually, that's a very important question because I am waiting for the world to tell me what is the song that is going to be the song that becomes mm-hmm. my my legend or my legacy, right? Okay. Yeah. And right now, the front-running song would be, there's two of them, right? One is Best Gift Ever. That song is absolutely, like, the most played, most requested. Like, you can't go into a mall and not hear the song play. Like, it's played in all over the place, all over the world. So just by virtue of like the music business KPIs and like metadata and whatever, that would be the best, the, the, the most played song. Right. Yeah. But I have to say that the song with the, the most history that has lasted the longest is a Christmas song, which is right now my single at radio and was already like the number three record in the country. Right. Wow. And, but that was my very first song that I ever wrote. Um, I didn't even realize this until this year when I joined TikTok for the first time is that it's one of the most played TikTok songs. I had no idea in Spanish. I did a version in Spanish. Um, This song has been performed in Hong Kong and in like children's choirs and high school choirs across the globe. Mm -hmm. Um, It, yeah, it's just, it's just the song that I'm most known for because I shut down Times Square when I did the first music video so um, it's very it's 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 very humbling to Once know again, that I just saw that arm curl on up with that little flex, you know, uh, shut down <laughs> Times Square. What? If, <laughs> I mean, Elvis didn't do that, and we're just saying. I'm just no, saying. I, but I, I so I didn't know what I was Epic. doing when I shut down. I I, well, I I thought, how do I get a famous Christmas song? I'm going to shut down Times Square. It'll be a viral viral video. And that's not what happened, but it was very popular, but it's not what happened. But the, the crazy thing is that I was just on Good Morning America mm-hmm. last week taping um, a performance of the song. And I looked out into Times Square and I had this almost like outer body experience where I was like, oh my God, like I started here and here's where I've ended up. And it, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a really profound understanding when you go after something that is your dream and you love it so much that time basically eviscerates but you have seen that you made you made a difference you know like I was so naive I was so naive that about like starting in this Christmas music business it is so difficult it's so competitive and I remember when I was trying to do this video I tried to hire the naked cowboy (laughs) I emailed him from uh, Wayne's World no, I I don't know if he was in Wayne's World, but he's the guy that struts around naked in Times Square. And I I, uh, I emailed him and he sent me to his manager. He's $10,000 an hour. And I was like, oh, I can't afford you naked guy. And then it's so crazy because then after after I was on GMA last week, I, I went to Carmine's for lunch because I was starving and it was the only place with like outdoor seating. And I just made a beeline and and there the naked cowboy was. And it was just like the most surreal. <laughs> it was like this most surreal, like everything comes full circle sometimes, you know, and the universe just kind of, just kind of brings you where you need to be, you know? So it's, 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 
I, I don't know. It's, so that song is, I think, very, very special. You know. So. Well, I will say this: my audience may not be a bunch of naked cowboys, but they <laughs> they do go and listen to uh, all the all the music that that I of the people I have on. So as you're listening to this or watching this, however you're consuming this episode, why don't you go tell Elizabeth what um, what song will be her her destiny. And you do that by going to Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, wherever, and uh, doing that old download business. So listen to her entire portfolio, and then uh, pick your song, and then tweet at us. So once you listen to this, tweet at us uh, what your what your fa- favorite Elizabeth Chan um, song is. So yeah, what do you think? That'd be really helpful. That'd be super helpful. <laughs> And then uh, you tell us what your favorite what your favorite whiskey was, Elizabeth. Um, it's uh, so this is this was the pursuit, right? All right okay, on. pursuit this united. This was the Z, yeah. This was ZZ Top, so I still have some in here. Okay. And this was the Elvis one. Oh, 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 so so I guess this one was my favorite. Okay. This one, yeah, the pursuit united, very delicious. There and you go. I'm just I'm so grateful to have this first legitimate drink with a legitimate whiskey and <laughs> like that's amazing well like, welcome you know. welcome back into the fold of alcohol elizabeth thank you it's been way too long yes wait, wait, cheers. Wait, wait, not an empty club cheers cheers i was gonna say you're refilling already good lord <laughs> no i mean I, I haven't even done that yet so <laughs> hopefully it's not another five years for your next drink responsibly no, I, I... responsibly no, I think I think I uh, my my one year old. I see I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much, everyone. Go check out Elizabeth's stuff. You're just absolutely awesome, and you are. Thank you. Uh, I'll just say you're the voice of Christmas. So thank you for uh, for being you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank my you. Cheers. So if you haven't already, go to the Spotify, iTunes, however you get your music. Uh, I'm a big uh, Apple Music guy. And uh, look for Elizabeth Chan and just listen to her stuff. She's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. She's done hit after hit. And just imagine, she could very well be writing the next Jingle Bells. Think about that for a second. I would have interviewed one of the most important uh, musical writers of any time whatsoever. And I do believe she's got that hit in there. You're in terms of like what becomes that next, you know, next jingle bells. Uh, she's already crushing it out there. I mean, she is the queen of Christmas music. So I hope you enjoyed that interview. And now you're going and consuming all of her music and you're going to tweet at us at Fred Minnick and at Liz Chan music. That's L I Z C H A N music let us know what your favorite elizabeth chan song is because maybe she'll remember that next time and off the air she did tell me that she was going to do a special uh treatment of jingle bell rock for me that's my favorite christmas song jingle bell rock i love that song but folks if you haven't already go listen to her now i've got i'm going to have some upcoming episodes that are kind of gift related uh some coffee I've got some uh, some coffee that's uh, that's out there that I think everyone should take a look at. I also have a hot sauce out now. You can go to Kentuxicana.com. 
facebook.com backslash Fred, or you can go to fredminnick.com and check that out, my new hot sauce that I have. That'll make a gift. It'll get to you right on time if you get it now. And uh, uh, yeah, lot, lots of great stuff out there that you can still get as a gift before the holidays close. Now, make sure you're going and checking out the Kentucky Bourbon Benefit. That's kybourbonbenefit.com. But that's going to do it for us this week, folks. Make sure you're hitting me up on fredmink.com. Get those stickers. Follow me on all the social media. And be safe out there. But remember, vodka sucks unless it's actually being used in a cream sauce. That's actually pretty good. Until next week, cheers. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's American Whiskey, and by Heaven Hill Brands. For more information about Fred and his books, his articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.